Welcome to Erie Essex On The Road. This is our mini-series, which is part of a project that we have been doing since last year, where we've been travelling around Essex to collect the stories of people uh, who listen to us, people who don't listen to us. Well, we were funded by Essex County Council to um, for this project, and it's amazing because it really allowed us to get out there because as I'm sure we've mentioned before Elsa and I have mobility problems and it would have been very difficult to try and do it on our own and it also allowed us to upgrade our equipment so we look proper professional and we have to say a massive thank you to our roadies Andy and Ron Ron, who helped us at Colchester Castle and the episode today features one of the interviews we recorded at Colchester Castle Um, so we're starting off at, at our home base And uh, Bethan's been digging further into the background of the story that these people told us. And she's going to be giving more details about it after we listen to it. Yeah, I think I grabbed this one because I was literally jumping up and down as the person told it. It was very exciting. It was, I think I said, I think I grabbed your hand and was like, we've got a hitchhiking ghost. Hitchhiking ghost. We won't reveal any more though. So without further ado, here is the story we collected. Colchester Castle. My name's Sean Naylard. I live in Morton on the Nays. My aunt and uncle came back from South End and uh, told us a story about picking up a girl that was hitchhiking. And it was a two seater car. So you had to pull the front seat forward for her to get into the back of the car. I forget her name. But they asked her her name and where she lived, and she lived in Ilford. She'd just come back from South End with her boyfriend, and the motorbike broke down. So uh, she left, uh, he left her by the side of the road while he went off to get it fixed. and she said that she was heading back to Ilford. So my aunt and uncle said, yeah, no problem. I'll take you home. Where do you live? Gave her the name of the road and the door number. They were talking to her. So she said, oh, you had a nice day and everything. And, you know, do you work? So she said, no, I'm studying at college. And, you know, they got into quite a conversation. And as they pulled into the road, they said, oh, let us know. where the... Where's she gone? So they kept, they continued and they went up and they knocked on the door and they said, uh, we're terribly sorry to bother you, but does your daughter name such and such live here? And so she, she used to, she said, uh, the last time we saw her, she went to uh, South End on the back of a motorbike with her boyfriend, but they had a terrible accident and she died. Oh my goodness. Wow. Did you say at the beginning what time, what year this happened? Or? No, I didn't. Uh, I can't remember it what year it's. Uh, oh dear, what would I have been? I would have been, must have been about 40 years ago. So I was only, I was only a young, a young child. So, yeah, and it was. Yeah, I thought so at the time as well. Yeah, and every time I uh, every time I tell it to people, 
Do you remember where the address was that she was supposed to have lived? I'm not not a hundred percent. It was Ilford. Okay. Let's see what we can find out. So that interview you just heard was from Sean Naylard, who gave permission for us to share his name, um, was recorded at Colchester Castle in their prisons. And he shared several stories with us, but Bethan's going to concentrate on the hitchhiker story. And we'll come back to his other stories at another point. So, Bethan, what did you find? Oh, well, as I told you earlier today, up until not long ago, I hadn't actually found too much. I thought, oh no, I'll just look at other hitchhiking ghost cases. And then I came across something which made me think, ooh, have I found the sec have we found the second half of a well-known hitchhiker ghost story that takes place in London. I was gonna say because when he was telling that story, I remember thinking, oh I know something like this. But then I thought all the hitchhiking ghost stories have this very similar theme to them. They do. There's actually a lot of study into hitchhiker ghosts, which I'll go into later because um, there has been a lot of papers written about the different kinds of hitchhiker ghosts, mainly in America, because uh, there are a lot of hitchhiker stories over there which sound very similar to this one. It's sort of like that a traditional trope that sort of um, hitchhiker gets in, they disappear, but they go to the address and they they go, well, they've been dead for 10 years. There was definitely one I remember reading in a book in the library about one uh, alongside Duxford. But this one is in, have you heard of the Bradwell Tunnel? Yes, I have heard of the Bradwell Tunnel. Have you heard of the ghost that haunts it? I have not heard of the ghost that haunts the Bradwell Tunnel. Okay, so I I went to sometimes when you you do some research. I went too into like niche things, thinking I'm not because there's loads and loads of like motorbike accidents along that stretch of road. Um, even though he wasn't very particular on the road, I looked at all the main ones, and there's so many you can't really narrow anything down. So I tried to look for Ilford and like really try to like be specific, but nothing. So. In a fit of, ah, oh, what the hell, I just typed into Google the information and it came up with the Bradwell ghost. And I think it matches. And I shall tell you for why. For why? For why? For why? Blackwall. Oh, jeepers, not Bradwall. I've done it again. It's Blackwall Tunnel. And you, then you made me say Bradwell so many times. <laughs> do, you know, do you know why? Because I've been looking at somewhere called Bradwell for another one of our episodes. Blackwall. Blackwall. <laughs> it's a tunnel that goes under the River Thames. I've also heard of the Blackwell t- Tunnel. Blackwall. Blackwall Tunnel. <laughs> we will get this right eventually. <laughs> we will. Uh, so there's, um, I mean, I knew I'd heard of it somewhere before, and it's because Icy Sedgwick, friend of the show, had covered it in her podcast and her blog. So it, it rang some bells, and I thought, oh, crumbs. But didn't think it was anything to do with Essex, because it took place in London. But there's more to it, you see. So this phantom hitchhiker haunts the tunnel, and as I said, it goes um, under the River Thames between Greenwich and Tower Hamlets. Um, and it's a typical sort of hitchhiker's story. Now, in 1972, there seemed to have been an accident in the tunnel 
where motorcyclists went in, motorcyclists didn't come out. It was a very busy tunnel. It's um, They're actually um, extending it now, but it's still very busy. There's a lot of accidents that happen. I mean, this is a really, this is the second tunnel that was built. There was an earlier one that um, horses and carriages actually uh, went through. So that's how old it was. And they curved it because they found that the horses, if they saw the light at the end, bolted and it caused innumerable accidents. So the first tunnel has actually got a lot of death in it, but it runs alongside the new one. So that whole area is rife with death. Okay, so the, the um, story does vary slightly, as with most folk tales. Mostly the hitchhiker is male, but others have been female. Um, and sometimes he's picked up on the south entrance of the north tunnel, while others are other people have picked him up either side. So it seems to go both ways. And there's one story where the hitchhiker got on the back of a bike asking for a lift to Leon Sea in Essex. And before the motorcyclist exited the tunnel on the northern bank, the passenger had disappeared. The biker had feared the passenger had fallen off and tried desperately to find him or her, but found no trace. The following day, the motorcyclist visited Leon Sea, addressed the hitchhiker had given him, and discovered the passenger had died years before. So it's very typical then of the thing. Very typical of the trope. Uh, so he's described as being dressed in biker's leathers. And oh, sorry, that incident happened in 1972, but the motorcyclist was supposed to have died in the 1960s uh, and has been picked up on several occasions. There was even once a letter that was published in the 14 Times in 1994, um, where at the same time, in Blackwall Lane, which is near the tunnel, um, there was a reader who claimed his father-in-law, his wife and himself to heard an accident outside and upon investigating found that a motorcyclist had been killed. One week later, they heard the same accident sound again at 2am, but there was no sign of another accident. So it keeps replaying as well, this accident. I'm just looking up where the, the geography of this now. Uh, now, I know you're going to bring that up. Now, Leon C, very close to South End. Mm. And if you were going from Leon C or Southend to Ilford, do you know where you'd probably go through? Blackwall Tunnel. Blackwall Tunnel. And there have been other occasions where a girl has got in. Ooh. Talked about Ilford and Southend. Now, I know Southend is, is, you know, some of them are Leon C, but Leon C and Southend on C are very, they, they sit next to each other. So, like, if sometimes if we were like far away, I'd say, "Oh, can you get us to Colchester?" I live in Wivenhoe, but I'd say, "Oh, are you going Colchester way?" Mm. So, yeah. I'm wondering if Southend being the bigger town, "Oh, can you get me to Southend?" or "Oh, they were they were going Southend way, were they actually going to Leon C, Ilford being the other end of this?" And it would have been around the time that he was talking about this happening. If it was repeating as well, if his was it his auntie and uncle? Yeah, it was his aunt and uncle. Yeah. It seems very similar, especially as on the way, especially as she talked about waiting for her boyfriend. So there are two people in that story. And this hitchhiker story with the Blackwall Tunnel involves either, it's, it can it depends on who it is, it's either a girl or a boy. Mm, wow. It's just a lot of coincidences. It is. It's a lot of coincidences. I mean, I'm still inclined to kind of maybe look into the psychology of hitchhiking ghosts, but that's just me being me <laughs> well i did do a bit of digging into that as well so just before i leave that one i think that she lived in ilford and he lived in south end oh 
and maybe he was coming to pick her up. Like by the black train shall color, meet. Which adds another layer of tragedy to the whole thing. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'm I don't think I'm grasping at straws. I think that is quite a coincidence. It is it's a massive coincidence, yeah. But it, but you know, Hitchhiker Ghosts do follow the same trope. Mm. And thinking about that, I did look into more of the, as you say, the psychology of it. Um, there was a, the first proper study of um, what is known as, in, especially in America, the vanishing hitchhiker. Um, this was done in 1942 by uh, Richard Beardsley and Rosalie Hankey. And they collected to, as many counts as they could and attempted to categorize them. Um, so they got 79 written accounts of hitchhikers and they found four distinctly different versions. Um, and these are as such. So the stories where the hitchhiker gives an address through which the motorist learns that they have just given a lift to a ghost. That's the first kind, which is our story. Um, stories where the hitchhiker is an old woman who has a prophecy and then disappears. So that's actually very common in American folklore where there's an old woman who gets in and reveals some great thing that's going to happen. And then when they look back, she's gone. Um, stories where a girl is met at some place of entertainment, like a dance and is and leave some token on the back seat. Now, this is weird. Even though this is down to American folklore, there's a very similar story in Welsh folklore, which I knew well growing up. It was down the road near, near Owen in Neath, and it was about a girl in a red coat who was picked up on the way back from a dance and got in the taxi. The taxi had finished for the night, but it was pouring down in rain. He saw this girl on the side of the road and said, look, hop in, where are you going? I'll take you home. And she told the address. He went home, saw her in, and then went on his way. Next day, when he got into the uh, taxi, he found a red umbrella on the back seat, took it to the house, and she's been dead for 10 years. So that's a, that's a nod to friends. That was a repeating story. You could make a, a you know, you could make a, a red umbrella stand, couldn't you? Selling red umbrellas. You could. You could. <laughs> um, but it's weird that, you know, that, 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 um, specific type of a hitchhiker ghost that leaves a token is all over the world, really. And stories where the hitchhiker is later identified as a local divinity or saint or figure, you know, a, like a sort of mythological figure. Um, and those are the four types that they determined. I've also found the first ever hitchhiker ghost. I was just wondering about that. I was just thinking, I wonder what the earliest one was. Well, it's, like, the, it's like you live in my brain, Bethan. I know, we spend far too much time together. <laughs> um, well, this is the first written account anyway. So the author was um, someone called, I'm going to murder this name now, Johan Petri Klint uh, from Sweden and made a hobby of collecting omens. So where is it now? In February 1602, a priest and two farmers were on their way home from Candlemas Market in Vastagotland. I'm so sorry if I murdered that. A maid asked to go along and at an inn, they got off to, for a bite to eat and the maid said she wanted something to drink Like, and they had a jug of beer. They had the beer and the jug was filled with malt, with acorns and finally blood, as you do. Interesting. Were, well, yeah, they were horrified. And then the maid explained, this year we'll yield much grain and have plenty of fruit on the trees, but war and pestilence. And then she vanished into thin air. Ooh. So it's like, cheers, by the way. It's going to be a great year, except we're going to be at war. I just, well, I, I just love this lady's hobby was collecting omens. Like some people collect stamps, others, you know, 
knit as a hobby. No, she collects omens. No, this is a priest. Was, oh, Christ, 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 Christ. no, 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 no. Uh, Johan Petri Klint was a priest in Linkoping in Sweden and collected omens. It still stands. Whose hobby is collecting yeah. omens? I mean, it's a kind of ours, hon. <laughs> this is kind of what we do. We don't collect omens, but um, yeah, anyway, I just, you know, he could have, he could have collected coins, but no, he collected omens. Well, there's, I mean, there's, there's other ones. I mean, I, I also found one. Have you heard of, there's a quite famous one in Stockport. In this book, there's an occasion where a biker picked up a woman, gave her a lift. She said she needed to get to Hazel Grove. When he went to drop her off, she had vanished into thin air. The biker knocked on the door of the home and the couple answered saying, well, she's been dead for 10 years. <laughs> she's been dead. So that's um... That is our friends, where it was Joey's idea for a film. <laughs> but it stands, it's, it seems. There's also, I mean, I got this off James and um, Basildon History Group as well. So James is uh, always sending us very interesting things. And this is on mm-hmm. his website. I highly recommend you all go and have a look at it if you want to know more about Basildon. This is hauntedbasildon.com. Um, and there's a ghost of a girl who was seen in Wickford trying to get a lift, but it was claimed she was killed in a motorcycle accident whilst on her way to South End. Oh. Yes, the story thickens. The plot thickens, yeah. That's the one, the plot thickens. So something happened en route, I think, from Southend to Ilford via the Blackwall Tunnel. Mm, it's fascinating. Do you know what it reminds me? I mean, it's not exactly the same. But it reminds me a little bit of that one where the guy uh, found just a woman's leg somewhere. Oh, was that the was that the one with the... Oh, I, remember, I can't even remember our own episodes now, but yes. I think that was on the Rhodes episode somewhere. Oh, where he was driving God, where was he driving through? I can't remember. He was driving through somewhere and he just stopped and found a, a woman's leg with a shoe and stocking attached. That was it. I remember the but stockings. There was, there so was no, had stockings on. No, it was just the one he found. No, that's right. There was others around the country that had stockings. Yeah. Um, but there was no reported person with you know, missing any limbs or any deaths or anything like that. There you go. Wow. Something something occurred. I don't know if it's all the same story, but you, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Well, that's fascinating. That's why I said I'll, I'll need a bit more time for this one because it's very interesting. What would you do if you were going past on the road and you saw a hitchhiker? Oh, I wouldn't pick them up. <laughs> yeah, not these days. Not these days, no. And also, it, I'd be on my own. It just uh. seems like a recipe for a disaster. Would you ever hitchhike? No. God, no. Yeah, no, it um, sounds bad both ways, doesn't it? Yeah. Anyway, yeah well, there you go. So that's our first, Beth and told me not to call them mini-sos, but this is smaller than our usual episodes. Yeah, they're looking at individual stories. Yes. So I hope you enjoyed that. Next time, I've got a very interesting story from a, a Wivenhoe resident about um, her time as a painter and decorator in various houses, including one house that had connections to the spiritualist societies and colleges. Interesting. Mm. Look forward to that one. <laughs> uh, we we have um, finished our first leg of on the road stories. We'd still like to be able to collect these stories. This is going to be an ongoing project for us now. Um, we will be traveling to other places um, in the next year. But if you do want to drop us a story or tell us a story, we can arrange a Zoom call um, or we can read it out if you don't want to come on live. But um, get in touch with us. Elsa, how can they get in touch with us? 
You can email us at eriesexpodcast at gmail.com or contact us on social media. Um, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You sh- uh, if you type in Eerie Essex, you'll find us on Twitter. We're Eerie underscore Essex. Yeah, you'll find us somewhere. And thank you again to Essex County Council for helping us out with this. Yes, and thank you to Sean for sharing his story. And you'll hear more from him later uh, when we cover cover his other stories. Bye. Bye.